0: Welcome to the Law School Admissions Simplified podcast, where we talk about all things LSAT, Law School Admissions, and otherwise. I'm Ben Parker, and I do LSAT prep and Law School Admissions full-time. If you like what we do here, you can find me on Instagram, where I post about the admissions process at lsasimplified, or on my website, lsasimplified.com. I've written an LSAT book you can find on Amazon, which is called LSA Simplified LSAT Primer. And I also host free LSAT sessions once a month, as well as paid monthly courses, tutoring, and on-demand options. Cool. So today we are talking to Stacy. And I really should have looked up how to pronounce this. Um, I think it's Sue. I'm really bad at pronouncing things. So apologies to Stacy if I mispronounced her name. Um, but yeah, Stacy and I actually went to high school together. Not that I actually didn't know Stacy during high school. I know who she was, but you know, it was a big high school, and I was pretty quiet in high school. And she was doing bigger and better academic things um than I was. So she and I did not have a lot of classes together, maybe one or two throughout the time. Um, But yeah, so she went to St. John's Law School to start and then transferred to NYU, which is a pretty interesting path because I know some people intend on transferring. Generally, I don't recommend trying to transfer, but it can work out, just for most people it doesn't. However, Stacy has that perspective of like really doing well in law school and getting big law associate positions. And yeah, it'll be an interesting thing with her. So. I hope you enjoy what she has to tell you. Yeah, I guess to start with, um, Stacey, how did you first get interested in law school? Like what was your path to wanting to attend?
1: Yeah, so honestly I kind of applied to law school on a whim. Um, I was actually pre-med throughout my entire undergrad process and even until, you know, after graduation as well. I think I graduated May of 2021 and I ultimately ended up deciding to um, start the law school application process in August of 2021. So it was kind of like a snap decision, um, but it was mostly based on the fact that I went to college in New York. I kind of saw New York through COVID. um, So it was a pretty unique experience and ultimately ended up deciding that I didn't want to go into like direct primary care. I, in high school, I had toyed around a little bit with the idea of, like, going into law. I had interned at the district attorney's office. Um, but it's just, it's, it's something that I didn't pursue seriously in undergrad. Um, and then, you know, I, I thought I might just apply to law school on a whim. I ended up really, you know, thinking that that was probably the best decision for me. And it turns out that that's absolutely true. Like, everything I've done in law school and everything, you um, that I've had a connection with in the legal world has been the best experience of my life. So um, yeah, I, I don't think there was like a super thought through process. Um, I think a lot of the thinking came after I had already started law school, but um, ultimately it was a great choice for me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's really impressive that you decided to apply in August of 21 and then, um, cause you're a 2L now, right?
1: I am, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. You did that really fast. Um, how, like, how, how did the LSAT go for you? Did you just like immediately dive right into it and do it in like a few months?
1: Yeah. So it was kind of like a chaotic process. Um, I studied for it in starting in August, I studied for about like three months and then I just ended up taking the October LSAT, um, I didn't do like amazingly, but I did well enough to where I was just like, you know, might as well apply and see what happens and ended up um, getting into St. John's with a great scholarship. And so I kind of just decided to go for it.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's the funny thing because I don't know um, to get into like kind of the, I guess not, I don't want to say lower tier, but like not like an NYU or Columbia school. Right. Um, you don't need like a 175. It, it certainly helps. Right. Um, yeah even diminishing returns but that's so impressive to do it in three months how did you kind of do the self-study route and just like do it yourself or did you like look into any help for it
1: um so I used seven sage I didn't actually finish the program um I kind of it was more self-study I think I just like every night because I was working full-time as well so every night from like 10 p.m to midnight I would like forced myself to study for two hours and did that for like about three months. And then um, there wasn't, it wasn't super regulated. I kind of just like did whatever I thought I needed to improve on um, that specific day. And then uh, ended up taking the LSAT. I think if I could do it again, I would have probably like done a more regimented program or like set myself more to a schedule, Uh, but it ended up working out. Yeah, definitely
0: yeah it's tricky because like I think going into the LSAT like when I was studying too you just don't know what you're doing I ordered the um a bunch of textbooks on the internet and like working through them like I I improved pretty quickly but it was definitely not efficient like looking back as someone who could do it all over again um but that's exciting so did you just take the test once then or did you take it multiple times
1: I did just take it once yeah um actually so my my October LSAT there was like a glitch in the system or something where everyone who was taking it that day like they had to retake their test and it shut down so technically I took it twice but I only took like one administration of the test
0: yeah I I remember that um I actually yeah (laughs) not good to do do LSAT um one of the first people I actually ever worked with went to St. John's because the first year I did I had a few people um I'll I'll tell you what it is after (laughs) just I mean there's a very how how big is St. John's it's a good size right like you don't know everyone in your or you're not there yeah
1: no yeah um i think one one class like one year is 270. okay no it was it's 235 for mine but this year they actually increased a lot in size so i think this class is 275.
0: yeah and um it's an interesting one it's a. Uh... The kind of like really high tuition, but then lots of full rides. Um, just looking at their financial mm-hmm. or like it's pretty. Yes. Fascinating how all the schools play the damn game differently. Because some schools just like. Yes. Like North Dakota doesn't give scholarships. It's like, who's going to North Dakota if you're not getting a full ride? Oh,
1: um, that's interesting.
0: A weird one, and then Arizona State, no one pays full price. They give literally everyone mm. a scholarship, which is kind of fun because, like, yeah, at that point it's not even really like full price. It's just like a pretend imaginary tuition amount. Um.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Like, <laughs>
0: me complaining about. I'm like very in the admissions world. Everything kind of falls apart after that. Um. So yeah. Within, yeah. <laughs> um. How, how did you like? Did you kind of cast a wide net? Was it largely New York schools, or how did you approach that?
1: Yeah. So it was entirely New York schools. Um. I knew that I wanted to stay in New York, and I feel like when applying, I didn't really know what I was doing just because you know, I have no lawyers in the family. I didn't really know anyone who had gone through that process because everyone that I was connected to in undergrad was connected to mostly like the medical world. Um, so I think I didn't end up applying to a lot of schools that I probably should have. Um, I am pretty sure I only applied to like St. John's, CU Boulder, um, yeah. Cardozo and Fordham um and then didn't even touch like NYU or Columbia but I think if I did it if I did it again I probably would have went yeah. cast a water net
0: well unfortunately for you it ended up working out just fine yeah, um, yeah. I, I find a lot of folks where um they I mean it's so hard because you have to start the admissions process so early for law school to so, like really maximize right. it. like do people really want to burn two years on applying that's just unfortunate but yeah right. that's fine. And then, um, so you applied to those schools, what made you choose St. John's out of, was it just the best offer that you got?
1: Yeah, so I was lucky enough to get a full ride at St. John's, so um, that was kind of a no-brainer for me. Um, I also did consider Cardozo when I first got that offer, because they have a great intellectual property program, and I knew that that's something that I wanted to look into, Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, like, if you know, keeping yeah. tuition costs low is, is better.
0: Well, and that's a, this is a total tangent from, from um, kind of the, I guess, journey to law school, but did you have like a biology undergrad? Like, is that what you majored in? So yeah. Are-
1: so I majored in bio and public health.
0: Okay. So does that make you attractive to firms? Like the fact that you're a patent bar eligible or like how much of a thing is that?
1: Yeah. Um. So I think it definitely does like help me stand out, not just to firms, but I I honestly think that's what helped me like get into St. John's as well with such a great scholarship. Um, It's just like, uh, you know, law schools and also big firms are looking for a diversity of backgrounds. I wouldn't necessarily say that me being patent bar eligible is what, uh, you know, was a deciding factor for the firm that I'm at um, taking me in but it's more just like, you know, because I studied biology, I have a ton of research experience. I kind of have a lot of experience on like the scientific side of things and um, you know, just have a lot of experience with like research, which I think can be rare um in like the mainstream legal world before someone matriculates into law school. Um, but I actually don't think I plan on taking the patent bar. So that's not like a determining factor for no. anyone. Yeah. yeah, I think
0: it's interesting. And but the reason I asked is like I have no clue. I also had a biology undergrad. Uh, oh was wow! One, it was at CU though. It was called evolutionary yeah. biology, and it was basically like oh. bio taken to the extreme. Not not a lot of yeah. A lot of like big thing eats little thing eats plants. So, like very straightforward. Right. But that's it's really not, cool. It sounds STEM, so people are impressed by it, even though I <laughs> limited. um Like I, I couldn't do like a T test if someone quizzed me on. It. <laughs> um, so yeah, it sounds like the process went pretty well. And then you got to St. John's. How, how was the adjustment to law school from a largely STEM background? Like, how was the studying and all that stuff?
1: Um. Yeah, so I think there's actually a lot more crossover than one might think at first glance. Um, I feel like, especially in the first year with like the doctrinal law school classes, there is a lot of like problem solving that you need to do a lot of logistical analysis. Um, So I found myself like exercising a lot of the same muscles that I was in undergrad. And um, I think the trickiest thing for me was probably like learning how to restructure my writing style. Uh, Because all the writing that I had done in the past was like creative writing from high school. And legal writing is very different um and so you know I know a lot of people with kind of that background in undergrad have a little bit of a um a head start in that regard so I think that was the most difficult part for me but I don't think it was like extremely difficult I also do happen to know um a couple of other STEM background people from St. John's and they they have expressed to me that they struggled with the same thing but they all ended up doing like amazingly I think a lot of them were actually like top of the class so
0: yeah, because once again, like not much of an expert on law school, but to my very brief understanding, the issue spotting does seem like a very formulaic kind of thing on the finals. Where like,
1: right,
0: if you are approaching it and look a very analytical, like here's the problem, how do I solve it sort of way instead of coming up with a creative answer that might help you. Um, so yeah, I mean, out of St. John's, you you worked at a firm this past summer, right? Like a
1: uh,
0: I did a law firm. I think it was, but like, I don't want to.
1: Yes. Judge. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So yeah, I. I have to imagine not everyone from St. John's is getting interviews at those firms. Do you like, so is it safe to say you got a pretty good GPA? Like not to pry too much, but did law school go pretty well academically or at least the first Yeah,
1: one. so um, I think, you know, that my first semester of law school is definitely my best semester, like overall. um, I I did too pretty well that semester. And so I think that set me up for a lot of like the, the job offer type things that I got for the summer. Um, and yeah, so at St. John's, I think it is a little bit harder for one to land a position like that. Um, one of my good friends was actually a summer associate with me in the same class, and he oh. is still at St. John's, but I think I was maybe like one of three or four who ended up in big law that, that first year.
0: Oh, wow. That's smaller than I would have expected. Um, I, I know it's, obvious. yeah,
1: it is pretty small.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, what I always tell people, like, when they're asking is, like, if you really want to count on Big Law, you should really plan on going to one of those large schools. Not that you have to count on Big Law, but it's um unfortunate. I think there's a lot of misconceptions among, like, pre-law folks where it's, like, everyone out of St. John's gets these. It's, like, nah, kind of. Some of them do. Um, And there is the public data, but it can be really hard to read. Like, even I have a hard yeah. time when I do this. This says about 12 yeah. go to Big Law, but this is from 2018, so... I don't know. That does... I think
1: that is true though. I okay. think, so yeah, like first year big law is definitely hard to get all around. Right. Um, but I know that St. John's typically does send uh, a few more people to big law in 2L OCI. So for their second year, like summer associateships, there are quite a few people going to big law. Okay. And I think that definitely is like geographic. Um, you know, if St. John's was located anywhere else, I don't think that
0: would be Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. A thing. yeah. Like Fordham has like really high. Um... Like, oh yeah and i mean not that forums about school by any stretch but compared to like where they're ranked it's like they substantially punch above their weight um right. which um, partly is probably due to reputation networking as well as like they're right there i'm like
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah so that's cool um and how was the summer like did you enjoy the work you did at that firm
1: yeah i really liked it um i really appreciated that specific firm because they did a lot of emphasis on like de and i which I think is, is kind of rare in big law, um, but especially for like a 1L summer associateship, I think it's great to like emphasize, you know, uh, recruiting a diverse class. Um, but beyond that, I really enjoyed how they structured it. We had like a rotational structure. So I was rotating through the finance, real estate and litigation groups. Um, so it was just nice to kind of like get my hands on different types of work because I went into my first summer, not really knowing what I wanted to end up doing. And I thought that I wanted to go into transactional work, but ended up actually really liking litigation. Um, so that ended up helping me inform my decision to apply to litigation positions for my second year summer.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome to hear. Um, yeah, it is interesting kind of always hearing people's plans because I, I talked to like right. a lot of like poli-sci grads that- I don't know. Yeah. Something about law school, but they're like, I'm going to be an agent for an NFL player. I'm like, maybe, um, I wouldn't count on that. (laughs) Like it's possible, but I would certainly not be banking my future on this, like pretty difficult job or I don't know. It's like well meaning people like they're wanting to like argue in front of like the international court of justice. I am like, I think that happens, but not so straightforward. Um, okay. So yeah, I went well, how early did you decide that you wanted to like transfer to others? And was it like a definitive process or were you just like kind of exploring it? How did that go?
1: yeah um so to be honest i feel like the advice someone always gives you know law students is that you shouldn't go into an institution with the intention of transferring
0: right.
1: um uh, like everyone is always like you know you should be absolutely happy to graduate where you first matriculate to law school mm-hmm. and i think that is true to some extent like i definitely made my decision to go to st john's knowing that if i graduated from st john's i would be perfectly happy Um, but it was always like a thought that was in the back of my mind, and I think that's like one of the reasons that I kind of regretted not applying to NYU um, for my, you know, like first round of applications. Um, I think it became more of a realistic thing after my first semester, after I'd gotten my like first semester grades back, and after I'd gone through the recruiting process for my 1L job. Um, It more and more like materialized and I think that in the second semester it it became more clear to me that it was like something that was feasible to do and so I focused a lot more of my energy into um, kind of setting myself up for that but uh, when it comes to the transfer process itself I actually wrote my application after I had already finished my second semester um and okay. I feel like I submitted my application pretty late. I think I submitted it on the last day. So like would not suggest doing that, but um yeah, it was it was mostly after my first year had ended.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting because I'm just looking at NYU's 509 report right now. And it looks like they mm-hmm. take a good amount of transfers. Like there's a yes. I mean there's two of you from St. John. So you had yes. i come with you. Um and then all like they had seven from GW, which is kind of I mean it's not a bad school, that's just a lot from one school. GW
1: sends 15% out as transfers every year I did not know that but one of my good friends is also a transfer from GW and she knows a bunch of people who transferred out so yeah, it's it kind of interesting sense.
0: like it's not a bad school but there's just so much above them like right there like without even thinking about New York there's still like, Georgetown right there um right and I have to imagine a decent amount of Georgetown's transferring up as well so I don't know kind of an yeah. interesting process and was it just NYU when you wanted to transfer or were you looking at like Columbia or other schools as well or was it NYU from the start yeah
1: so I think when I first decided on like legitimately pursuing the transfer process, I spoke to one of my professors, actually my contracts professor from my first semester. Um, She's like a great mentor to me and I had a meeting with her and we talked about like transferring in general. She actually did her LLM at NYU um, Mm -hmm. and I knew that I wanted NYU to be on my list. So we kind of narrowed that down, but she also suggested that I apply to like I think seven schools, um, like the top seven. And so those were on my list for a while. But like, I thought about it more and more. And I was like, I don't know if I would want to actually like, go to a school that's outside of New York City. And so that's kind of how my list got narrowed down. Um, And then just like speaking to people who have gone to Columbia, and then like UPenn, I, I decided that those weren't the right choices for me. So at the end of the day, I did only apply to NYU. Nice.
0: Yeah. And if you know, it's the one you're going to be at and honestly I have to imagine your opportunities um wouldn't be too bad out of St. John's given how high up in the class you probably were um I mean I often tell people if you go to like a school like St. John's and you're in the bottom half of the class you should really like reconsider if this is like the path for you and not to be harsh like I'm never trying to like gatekeep but like also like eyes wide open (laughs) um but yeah so so that's awesome and how was the transfer process was it pretty smooth like did you find law school to be an easy transition to go from one to another or was it an adjustment?
1: You know i think it was actually more of an adjustment than i originally anticipated um but that's just because like no one really transfers especially from saint john's i think uh there were two from my year but before that you know saint john's has barely had any other transfers um and i when i spoke to the administration they told me that when people were transferring out it was because of like geographic reasons Um, So it was a little bit difficult, just because I found it hard to find people who had gone through the same thing, Um, but I will say that it's been great to have like my transfer cohort at NYU, we do have a couple of classes that we're all in just because the the credits don't necessarily transfer over like perfectly. Um, so for example, there's like a lawyering class that I'm in with only transfers. And then there is like a class called legislation and the regulatory state that I was also in with only transfers. So I did make a lot of my friends that way. Um, and then I think that something I've done to just like integrate myself more is to just become more involved in my extracurriculars. For example, I'm on moot court. Um, and a couple of my really great friends are, I, I, I met through there. So that's been great, but it is. It is difficult, I will say. And then something that I feel like a lot of people don't tell you when it comes to the transferring process is that the academics can be quite different as well. Um, Maybe it's just a product of the fact that when I was at St. John's, I was taking 1L doctrinal classes, and those do tend to be a little more like cut and dry. Um, But I found that a lot of my classes at NYU and the professors are they're teaching um, in more of like a theoretical way and it can be a little bit more difficult to follow, I would say. So there's almost like a shift in thinking that you have to actively do um, when when you're in this process. But I think my second semester has started off a lot better um, and I feel more comfortable. So the process is going for sure.
0: Right, yeah. And you've already set yourself on a good trajectory, so you should be fine. Um. Yeah, it's always interesting. Uh, I wonder how much of it is also due to just the caliber of not your competition, but like your um, classmates, because like no no shade on the St. John's folks, but like it is a different level of like academic person. At, yeah. what, so that has to be. Um, yeah, absolutely. And do you find, how, how was St. John's? Was it competitive or were people pretty cooperative there?
1: Um. So it's definitely like still competitive in the traditional sense, but it's not like toxic by any means. Um, I think actually at St. John's, there is a great kind of air of camaraderie just because like they're a little bit lower ranked. So I think everyone there, um, is a little scrappier and everyone kind of knows that they want to work really hard to get to the top. And so there is like, I, I met a lot of my great friends that way, you know, we all just ended up staying in the library until like 10 PM and studying every day. And so I think that type of thing happens less at NYU, um, And then maybe it's because I'm a 2L and there's less pressure to get that, like, 1L externship or internship, but I definitely think that at St. John's, um, there is kind of a different mentality because you know that you're, there's more competition to be at the top, to be in positions where you can get, like, those, those good jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why I was wondering, I was just wondering how it, like, was different between, like, uh, kind of, like, very national elite law school and St. John's, like is not a bad school, but also like very much so a regional, like New York school. Um, so that's mm-hmm. interesting to hear because I, most of my folks, I am very much so a fan of getting full rides outside of like the yes. top, the top like I don't even say the top fourteen because I don't think paying full price for Georgetown makes sense. But like, for, um, <laughs> like I, I like to make fun of Georgetown. Um, it goes back to like. <laughs> I had, not that there's anything wrong with Georgetown. They just like really like to pump their tires. Um, And it's like, yeah, <laughs> well, university law center. That, that annoys me. The whole calling it G, <laughs> it's like my pet peeve. I, I don't get it. Or now they're top 15 because UCLA like, bumped them. And I got in an argument with someone about what the top 14 is. And I was like, it's the top 14. They're like, no, it's the historical top 14. Like, okay.
1: Oh my this, gosh. <laughs> stupid, but
0: um, but yeah, that's just Reddit for you. Um, Not to like tangent, yeah. did you ever get into like the law school admissions Reddit or did you stay clean from that?
1: Oh my gosh, I did, and I should not have. (laughs) I think it's definitely something that um, is very anxiety inducing and is not always like accurate. So I I think, yeah, Yeah. like it's just like, you know, if you want to avoid being anxious, maybe don't go on it. But at the end of the day, it is like a good source of information. I was on it actually the most for my transfer process, because that was the most like anxiety inducing part of, of law school for me, um, just because not a lot of people transfer once again. So I was like, religiously hunting down answers, as to, like when people get phone calls, and like when people submit essays and things like that. Um, but I wouldn't say it's something that's necessary. It's just something that if you're going to be anxious either way, you know, you might as well have that information.
0: Right. Yeah. My take on it is always like you have to be a strong emotional person if you're gonna hang out <laughs> on that Because like you'll think yeah. everyone has like a 4.0 180 if you're hanging out on there. And then people yeah. get negative too, like which always is weird to me. It's like I get that technically it is kind of a zero sum game where if someone gets a seat, that is one fewer seat for someone else. But it's like if you're a good applicant, right. that one person is not making the difference. Um
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I agree.
0: I and it also changes because like I'm kind of a weirdo or even though like I'm young. I've been around for like four or five cycles now. Cause like I started. My- wow, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: like yeah. I started. Um, I took the side when I was a sophomore. Um, which.
1: Oh my gosh, that's yeah. very early.
0: Well, I just figured I'd get it out of the way. It's like I was already out my yeah. goal score, which is funny because like back when I took it, um, I scored above the 75th percentile for every country. Sorry, for every school in the country, and now it's like below median out like three schools because it's just gotten so wild with um the inflation. But oh well, I'm not going to law school. Wow. It really matter. And at this point, like. <laughs> I'm good enough at the task i've done like my ten thousand hours so i'm kind oh of my God. Yeah. And out over but i don't know i thought the else that was fine so that's how i ended up doing this um yeah, yeah so that's, awesome. that's good so you said you were doing some extracurriculars at nyu um you said moot court are you doing other things as well or is it primarily that
1: yeah so there's moot court um that's definitely the one that takes up the most time because at nyu moot court is actually it has journal status um okay so it's because we write the casebook with all the move court problems for like the schools in the country
0: um oh, so there's a
1: lot of writing involved there but beyond that i'm in the law school's acapella group which is like a right. random thing to do but it's just like something fun um and it's nice to do something that's like not academic with people who are also in the same position as you um and yeah so i think those two are the things that i'm like mostly focused on i'm also a part of like the asian pacific american law students association like i was at saint john's um but those are kind of just things that i i would consider like i i would probably be a part of those anywhere um just because yeah. it's something that's important to me so yeah
0: yeah it definitely seems worthwhile to them especially talking yeah. about, like lower ranked schools um like the connections they're making with that like i mean out of like pretty average schools if you're an average grad the employment market's not always like jumping at you so it's like making those connections. right which you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll have like a wealth of opportunities. Like you'll be where to go, but, um, but yeah, so kind of going off of that, you said it's nice to have like a break from the, I guess, legal related stuff. Um, how many hours yeah. do you yourself doing like in a week? Like, is it pretty intense?
1: Um, of like studying, Yeah, I guess classes. just
0: of anything law school related, whether it be class studying all that stuff.
1: Um, Yeah so I think this semester it's definitely a little bit busier for me because I'm also externing at the Federal Trade Commission. Um, So I do that for about like 10 to 15 hours a week and then um, for classes I'm taking like 13 credits right now. Uh, A lot of those classes that I'm taking this semester are like paper and essay based so a lot of writing happens like on my own time not in class um, but I would say like this semester has been particularly busy. I don't think there's one day that I've gone home before like nine PM. Okay, um yeah. and I'm I usually get to campus at like nine a m., nine, ten a.m. So it is like twelve hour days.
0: Yeah, and, and that's I think that's um good for people to hear. Okay. I'm largely like most of my people find me on Instagram. I run a little LSAT admissions account because you know you gotta calls. Yeah. And um, I posted one day about how the LSAT is easier than law school because, like, I'm a big fan of like studying for one to two hours a day for like a few months, and that gets you to where you need to be. Um, and okay. I'm not people mad about that. I was like, guys, I I haven't been to law, <laughs> but I've talked to people that have, and it doesn't sound like a walk in the park where you're just like barely showing up. So, uh, so yeah, that's a lot and um crazy stuff there. I guess
1: yeah. Quickly absolutely. going into the
0: um, big law stuff, you hear some pretty wild yeah. stories about the big lot hours and kind of the grind in that from your perspective is all that true like is it very much so a time intensive like you're gonna work really hard grind when you're there
1: so I would say it is true but there are certain factors that it depends on um for example the firm that I was with my 1L summer they do tend to be a little more relaxed. Um, They're not ranked, you know, super high. They don't bring in like the most revenue out of all the big law firms. So I do find that a lot of associates do have time to like do things on weekends and um, they have the flexibility to bring their work home at least, which is good. Um, Though, obviously it is still big law. So I know that everyone there is working really hard it also very much depends on like the economy and which practice group you're in. So for example, over the summer, uh, I was doing a little bit of work with the real estate group and the real estate group was kind of like dead because we're in a recession and there was a lot of like bankruptcy stuff going on. So not a lot of people are like buying properties. And so Um, I think it was a little bit quieter for them, whereas for the bankruptcy group, things were exploding, like everyone was working max hours all the time. Um, I would say that in transactional practices, it does tend to be a little bit more like up and down with how much work you're putting in, just based on if you're currently on a deal, if you're currently like um, close to a closing or something like that. Whereas with a litigation-based group, it is going to be a little bit more stable because a lot of things that you're doing are more long-term and you can kind of like set your own schedule with those things. So that is another one of the reasons um, that litigation was attractive to me. Um, But that being said, I think that the firm that I was at my 1L summer is kind of an anomaly because um, not a lot of people say that they have great work-life balance in big law, uh, whereas I know a lot of the people at my firm did, and the firm that I'm going to be at this upcoming summer is kind of, like, notorious for working their associates pretty hard, so we'll see how it is. I- I'm kind of scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure you'll do fine. It doesn't seem like you're scared of hard work, because, like, you've been putting in a lot of hours, so um, I always worry about the people that I got, like, a 2.9 in undergrad in, like, criminal justice, and they, like, want to be a big law lawyer. I'm like, I don't know how many hours you put in, um, back in class. <laughs> past. Like this might not, which is okay. Like you don't have to like want work to be the center of your life, but like, I don't right. know. Not all paths are for everyone, but yeah. So that's funny that you mentioned that, um, like they're ranked by revenue. See, I, I, I never think about that, but is that like a thing in like law school now, now it's not the top 14 schools. It's like the top X amount of firms is the hierarchy just always continues. Is it kind of that the way? The
1: hierarchy or? always continues. <laughs> it yeah. is funny. Cause I, I've been thinking about that too. I think like, you know before you go to law school everyone's talking about like the t14 and like which right. schools you can get into and then once you're kind of in this world where everyone wants to go to firms it's like which firm is making the most money which firm is paying their associates the most which firm has like the the biggest bonuses and i i just feel like it's 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 funny because it is always going to be a thing i feel like yeah um, which there, is not like, necessarily bad but no, it's, it's like, just about like,
0: the biggest bonus who's getting promoted yeah. um who's stuck at like junior associate for seven years, which uh, I, I don't know,
1: yeah.
0: which, which, I, I don't know. Yeah. there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but the game never ends. Um, like right. I think people, where they're like viewing laws, like, Oh, one day I'll be like, we retiring when I'm 45. It's like, Oh, maybe, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of the concept of retirement. Like I, I consider myself a little bit of a workaholic too. I just went my own direction with it as opposed to law school. Um, but like, yeah, when I talk to people and they're like, I want to clock out at 5 p.m. It's like, okay, um, I don't know that you should be hoping to go to Big Law. I'm not sure that's the field. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. I was looking yeah. at the, I, I was, if you see me stalking your LinkedIn, I've been using it to reference like what you're up to. Oh,
1: you're all good. <laughs> no worries. But
0: it looks like you're going to, Um, I'm not going like, to like doctor or anything, but it looks like you're going to uh, number one in terms of the firms this summer. Is that like a little point of pride or is that just like the, the firm that ended up being the right fit for you?
1: Um, I, I definitely think it is ultimately the firm that ended up being the right fit for me. They're the only firm that placed me directly in the the practice group that I wanted to be in the most. Um, my other offers were kind of for programs that would like rotate the associates around different groups. Um, and I think that's great if you haven't had an experience in big law, but because I did my first summer in big law, I absolutely knew that I didn't want to do like finance, for example. Um, And so I just think that, you know, going to a firm with that type of program would have been a little redundant for me, uh, whereas the firm that I'm going to place me directly into like IP patent litigation. um, And that's something that I know I want to do. So I just thought that at the end of the day, I would get the most like substantive work experience there. Um, And it's funny because I think the fact that it's number one actually like terrifies me a little bit because I I definitely am a little bit of a workaholic obviously, but I don't think that I want it to be like centered on that. So it'll be interesting to navigate after law school um, because summer programs, I feel like they don't really Work their summer associates that hard they kind of want to like one yeah, they want you to
0: show up and like actually sign on the dotted line then once you're like exactly confused, then they kill you um
1: yeah exactly the, um,
0: the big law like slides that got leaked I can't remember what firm it was but it was like some senior associates training I thought those were so funny um and everyone in yeah. the free law space because we're all disconnected was like freaking out they're like this isn't real it's like guys I'm pretty sure this is um like these are the expectations which is like you work hard and you do a very good job but yeah. I wouldn't yeah. like this for anyone who like wants to see it, but it's just amusing stuff. Um, yeah.
1: I had a friend who was at that firm and they confirmed that it was real. And there was some, there was a lot of drama in that office around that time.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell, like they all know they're doing it, but no one's going to actually come out and say that they're treating the associates like that. Right. Um, yeah. Which kind of brings me to a totally separate question, but I know you're busy. So you probably didn't have time to watch Suits when it had the whole Netflix craze. Did you guys watch that like at NYU or was, were you guys all too busy doing like real lawyer stuff to worry about like some silly Netflix dramatization?
1: Oh my gosh I did so I, I watched it before law school um, and it's it's one of my favorite shows I really like it. Yeah it's like not at all realistic but I, I think it's funny. It's, it's a yeah. good
0: show. I, I always tell people that I think the realistic character is Harold, like the poor associate who, like, is just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone thinks they're gonna be like Harvey, and it's like, yeah, maybe, probably not. I don't think his life looks like what they make it out to be. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. actually really good. Like, weirdly enough, I saw a bump in like my um impressions and like my metrics when suits came out, which is so stupid. Like, wow, people are not considering going to law school because of suits. It's like this. I mean, maybe it was like the nudge in like a direction you're like oh this actually is for me but I don't know if people are deciding based on that might not be the best um choice but who knows you know people will figure out their own situations um so yeah I will not take up too much of your time I appreciate you doing this but um I guess if you had any advice for anyone like going into law school what what would you say like how do you think people can succeed
1: yeah um I think the number one tip that I can give people going into law school is that before you start, you should definitely make sure you're in a place mentally to be able to put in a lot of work for like one semester or a year. Um, And by that, I mean, like you definitely should be like mentally prepared, emotionally prepared. Um, I know that if I had gone to law school immediately after undergrad, I would not have done very well. Just because I think that, like, having been in school for my entire life, I needed to take a break and get some real-world work experience before deciding to put all of my time into law school. Because law school is not a nine-to-five. I think that's, like, law school, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was, but my first year, I literally was in the library starting at 7 a.m. every single day because that's when the school opened. And sometimes I would stay until like 10 or 11 p.m. And it was that every single day for my first semester. Um, And granted, I did do well. um, And I, I think I'm very lucky to have done so, but it's just like such a commitment. You have to be like mentally healthy or working to get there to be able to kind of put in that work um, because beyond the physical like work aspect of it, there is a lot of like psychology that goes into it as well because there's so much pressure for you to do well. Uh, I think especially if you're kind of in like a, a school that's similar, similarly I ranked as St. John's, everyone is struggling to do well and you don't know what your grades are until the end of the semester. So it's basically like a very terrifying ride for that first semester. And then the second semester it eases up a little, but then you have to face burnout um and so it's just like a constant cycle of work uh that you have to know how you want to deal with it um so I think that if you go in with a plan of like knowing how you work and knowing how you stress out and knowing how like your anxiety uh, affects you then I think that's definitely like the, the number one thing that you could do to help yourself
0: yeah well and that all seems to just be good life advice like figure figure your life out before you get on this like kind of path that you don't really get to take a pause and be like, oh, finals are next yeah. week, but I'm having this situation. So I'll do them later. Um, but yeah, that's yeah exactly. Uh, it sounds like you've done very well. Thank you again for doing this. I really appreciate it. And hopefully some people yeah. are able to, you know,